If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. We have been taught that like, no, money equals value. And if you don't have it, then you're less valuable. And so people don't want to admit that maybe they're having trouble accessing money, trouble managing money, because they know that the world is going to see them as less valuable, which is really such a shame. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. We all want to live within our means and do things like save for retirement and invest and yet still have some leftover each month for fun. But as most people know, real life can get in the way of even our best intentions, especially with money. To ensure we set realistic financial goals and stay on track to meeting them, my guest today is here to help. Popularly known as the Budget Nista, Tiffany Alicia is the powerhouse dedicated to making life-changing financial education accessible to women worldwide. And she's no stranger to the Gold Digger podcast. She schooled us on financial literacy back in 2019 and 2021, but Tiffany has even more to teach us. In case you're just meeting Tiffany for the first time, she's a financial educator, a New York Times bestselling author, and star of Netflix, Get Smart With Money. Through her platform, Tiffany impacts countless lives, and her brand new hands-on workbook, Made Whole, takes a practical approach to transforming financial dreams into reality. Today, she's doing what she does best, teaching us practical tips for reaching our financial goals. Without further ado, let's talk money, honey. Tiffany Alicia, welcome back to the Gold Digger podcast. 2023 was the year of AI. It's all anyone has been talking about. Every business pro with a news feed has heard it's time-saving and game-changing. But how can it actually help you brainstorm ideas, create lead-driving content, and tackle your to-do list? Meet HubSpot's new AI-powered campaign assistant, a totally free AI tool tailor-made for marketers and business builders who spend hours each day on content creation. Campaign Assistant is a game-changer for creating marketing campaigns 
campaigns at scale. It quickly turns your key selling points into cohesive pitches, which helps you deliver knockout emails, ads, and landing pages in just minutes. And you can start seeing the benefits fast. Just choose your content type, input a few key points, pick a tone like friendly or witty, and let the AI robots handle the rest. You can copy and paste the content to whatever channel you'd like, or even convert it directly into publishable campaigns without leaving your HubSpot interface. So work smarter, not harder. Head to HubSpot.com slash campaign dash assistant to test drive campaign assistant for free. That's HubSpot.com slash campaign dash assistant. Oh, this feels like a reunion in the best possible way. And this was the best year ever because I got to hug this guest in real life, which always makes me so happy. Tiffany, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Jenna. It was really awesome to meet you in person because, you know, sometimes like you're so used to seeing someone online. They're like, oh, hey, I'm like, wait, I've actually not met you in person. (laughs) I was just telling Tiffany, I was like, talking about my interviews and Drew was like, who are you talking to? And I said, Tiffany, he goes, oh, the budget Nista. And he knew who you were. And I was like, that is just how impactful your work is, but also just like how your spirit shines. And I can attest to like in a room, even a crowded room, I just can feel your energy. At one point we were sitting by each other and we just kept grabbing each other's hands and tapping each other's legs. And (laughs) I think it's so special to connect in that way. Now I want to do something a little bit different today because you've already been on the show multiple times. And I want to kind of dive into the meat. Like, I just want to like skip the small talk. People can go back and listen to how you got to where you are today, which is an amazing story and definitely go listen to those episodes. But I really want to get to the meat of like, how can we become financially savvy? Like, how can we find stability, security? I think these are all things that we are asking ourselves, especially as the world is shifting and we're preparing for a new year. So talk to me about that. Let's just dive right in. Well, honestly, Jenna, it's if you were to look at social media and all that's happening in the news, it just all feels so overwhelming and scary, right? Interest rates are at all time highs. There's a shortage of homes. Literally, I saw, which I thought was a joke at first, I think it was a TikTok of the TikToks that showed that somebody in Canada, because Canada is experiencing an even bigger housing crisis than we are, where somebody was renting half their bed. Like, stop it. Because there's like not enough homes, not enough apartments, not enough, that it's like, you cannot rent like the room and there's two beds in the room. No, no. Half their bed. And and she thought it was a joke, but then she did a little deeper dive and found out that that was in fact what they were renting. And I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. And that we have to do something dramatically different if we are going to survive whatever this financial downturn that has been brewing for a while. It's, you know, that We have to look at our money differently. And I believe that the only way to survive is going to be through community. You know, for the last 15 years as the budget needs to, I have built community, especially with women who are navigating their finances. But I'm not just talking about like your online community. I mean, like siblings, parents, neighbors. Like I just I just had a Friendsgiving the other day and I was telling my neighbor because her husband passed away a number of years ago and she's got two kids that she's raising. And I was like, if you ever get overwhelmed, like, girl, like I have a kid's cave because my niece yeah. and nephew come over all the time. I was like, you can drop the kids off. I'm always home. They can play. I'll feed them. They can play with my niece and nephew because they always come over anyway. Yeah. And we have this thing called Sunday supper where I have my neighbors and sisters come. So I'm like, you don't have to be here if you just need a break, you know? And so that kind of community mindset 
you know, like I bought a condo earlier this year. And so I'm moving into that condo, but the house I live in now is paid off. And so my sister is going to live in this house with her two kids. And then I'm going to live in the condo. There's no mortgage. So I just told her cover the carrying costs, which is the taxes and like her um, utilities, which is less than half of what she's paying now. And so that's what community, you know, kind of looks like. And I just think that there has to be a shift to that. How can we lean on each other, tap into folks that we know and might not know quite as well to make sure that we see our way through this difficult time? Yeah. One thing that you, I love that. And I, I also just think too, there comes this level of transparency. I was listening to the radio the other day and they were saying that like the word of next year is authenticity. And I feel like it's this word that we've talked about for you know a decade on the internet, but I think that it is really becoming prominent of like, how do we show up authentically in this world of AI? And as everything is shifting and what is real and what is not real anymore. And I think that authenticity and community go hand in hand and it allows you to really open yourself up and be fully seen. And when I think about being fully seen, I think of this idea of wholeness, which is what you teach about. Can you explain like what is financial wholeness and how the heck do we get there? (laughs) So financial wholeness is a concept I came up with a few years ago when I was writing my first traditionally published book. It's a New York Times bestseller, you know, just a couple of two New York Times bestsellers (laughs) chilling. Um, (laughs) And so I, because I felt this visceral reaction against the term financial freedom because it didn't feel inclusive, you know, that everyone might not reach financial freedom. Everyone might not get this pile of money. And then what? So I thought about myself as preschool teacher, Tiffany, if she never got quote unquote, this pile of money, does that mean she doesn't get a good life? So I thought, can I create instead the system where even if you don't get this pile of money that you could still have a really good life. And so financial wholeness is the system that I, I came up with in its 10 steps. It's budgeting, savings, debt, credit, income, investing, insurance, your financial team, your net worth and estate planning. Those 10 core steps, if you can learn to master and maintain them, even if you lose your job, you'll still be okay. Even as inflation is flaring up, you'll still be okay. Even as interest rates are too high for borrowing, you'll be okay. So financial wholeness is really like this baseline that you can weather the external financial storm because you are financially whole. It is the the foundation for the rest of your financial life. And then you might start a business and you might do this and that, and then you might grow wealth, great. But at the very least, we have this foundation for you. And so that is how you achieve it, that you you have to learn to master and maintain those 10 things. And that's why I wrote Get Good With Money, my initial book and my most recent book, Made Whole, which is the workbook version, the supplement, if you will, to that book, because I knew that folks needed not just kind of like, here's how you do the thing, but in Made Whole, the book, it's here's how you do it. And before you move on to the next chapter, let's practice. Yes. You know, let's let's practice. Let's talk about the power of that, because- there is something like, I mean, there's so much science behind it, but like when we actually take pen to a paper and write things down, something really big shifts. And I think that for so many people, money is such a scary topic. They can't even open up the app on their phone, let alone like sit down and write the numbers down because they don't even know what they're looking for. And so to be guided through that process. And so 
talk to me why it is so important to like actually do the work. Like it's one thing to learn. That's a beautiful thing, right? But when you are actually like holding the mirror up to yourself, really digging in. So talk to me about why this came to be this way and like how you created this workbook to go alongside of your main book. So as you know, like I, I, I taught for 10 years as a teacher and have my master's in education. And there's a reason why in school you get homework every night. It's not because a teacher is like, eh, hey, if I can't have fun, neither can you. You know, <laughs> that's not why. The reason why you get homework is that the teacher understands that you have to put into practice something that you've just learned. You know, if you want to really see movement toward adopting that thing and making it your own. You know, my father would have this thing that he would tell us after we graduated, whatever, my master's, my bachelor's, my high school, he would say, the beautiful thing is that you now have the next level of education and education once given can never be rescinded. No one can ever take that back from you. And so with like the reason why I wrote it in this way with each chapter, you know, each of these financial wholeness steps immediately giving you the space to do the work, to practice the work is because you're going to be imperfect at first. So one, I'm like, here's the lesson. I'm going to teach it. Two, inside the book, I said, here's what it looks like properly done. So I give you the visual to see like, okay, got it. And then three, here's the place for you to practice to do it. And even if you're like, oh my gosh, I messed up. Like literally the book comes with this free toolkit that's online that allows you to print additional pages so you can keep practicing until you get it right. And then fourth, and what makes the book really special is I invite you to, remember I said community, I invite you to one of my online communities to continue the work alongside other people also doing the work. So you get the guide me, you get the physical representation of what it should look like, you get the space to practice, and you get people to surround you as you practice who are also practicing. And if you have those four things, there is no way not to do better. There's no way not to shift the needle in your favor. And so there's no way not to achieve financial wholeness. One thing that I think is so powerful, and Drew and I were actually just having a conversation about this, is when you can get into rooms, either physically or digitally, with people who aren't afraid to talk about money, your understanding of it shifts in massive ways. Drew and I were just having this conversation about when I joined my first mastermind and I like walked into a space where people weren't afraid to talk about how much their launch did or what their goal was or what their profit margins were. And like, I had never been exposed to that. So let's first break down. Why are people so secretive about money? Like, why is it so taboo? Cause I've never understood that. I've always been someone who's like, ask me anything and I'll tell you, which <laughs> could be good or bad, but like, where does this come from? Because money has been unfortunately linked to judgment, right? Mm. That Mm -hmm. It is a value judgment, right? Yeah. That if you don't have money, it's almost like a value judgment about who you are as a person, you know? And that's just not true, you know? Because a lot of people have money just because they happen to be born into a certain family, mm -hmm. you know? Some people have access to money. I live on the East Coast, so it's easier to find employment here. I didn't choose this. You know, I didn't choose the country that I was born into. I didn't choose the family that I was born into. So much of that is the reason why people have easier access to money. And so, but unfortunately, we have been taught that like, no, money equals value. And if you don't have it, then you're less valuable. And so people don't want to admit that maybe they're having trouble accessing money, trouble managing money, because they know that the world is going to see them as less valuable, which is really such a shame because that's just not true. 
you know, and I hope that's why I, I talk about my mistakes so freely because I know people see me, they're like, oh my God, I love budgetista. And I'm like, and at one point I was $35,000 in debt because of a scam. And I lost my house to foreclosure and, 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 and they're like, wait, so this person that I like and admire also had money issues. So two things can be true, right? That you can like and admire someone and they could have a lack of access to money or financial issues. And those two things can still inhabit the same space in the same person. And yes. so I think that's what it really is. Unfortunately, money is linked to an unfair judgment about who you are and what you're capable of. And and it's just unfair and not true because so much of it really depends on the family you were born into, where you live, you know, the country you happen to be born into, you know? And so as a result though, you know, we make people feel bad and they don't want to feel bad. Who wants to feel judged? So, yeah. Looking for a new podcast to add to your business building lineup? I have the perfect recommendation for you. Marketing Made Simple, hosted by Dr. JJ Peterson, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy and more importantly, make it work. From what you should actually be saying in your nurture emails to how AI can save you time and money to practical tips for turning your website into a sales machine, Dr. JJ Peterson does exactly what he promises each week. He makes marketing simple. Listen to Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts today. Are you dreaming of closets that are not only aesthetically pleasing, but also incredibly functional? Look no further than modular closets, DIY closet systems that you can mix and match to meet your exact organizational needs. Since we built a custom home, the sky was the limit when it came to our closets. And I did a lot of research to figure out the best solution for our closet space. We chose modular closets and I couldn't be happier with the results. Their online design tool is user-friendly, offering a 3D visual of the final product. And I was able to experiment with different configurations, shelving options, and finishes until I achieved the perfect look and functionality for every single closet. Oh, and if you're someone that you need help with your garage, they recently launched their highly anticipated garage organization systems too. With modular closets, you can bring your dream closets to life effortlessly, just like I did in my own home. For more information, go to modularclosets.com. That's modularclosets.com for custom closets made affordable. Would you say like, I mean, cause even being a part of your community and like seeing people celebrate wins and talk about their struggles and stuff, it just brings like a humanness to the whole discussion and I think that that is like one of the things, like, I love how you're talking about, like, pull it out from being secret, like pull it out of the darkness, bring it into the light, even if it's hard or scary or or bad, if you think that. And I just, I think it's so powerful to be in conversation with other people who are willing to talk about money because it, you can just learn so much. Yes, it is because what one, like I do this thing whenever I go live, I'll say something like, if you've had money trouble in the last three months, put a one in the comments. Yeah. And because I want people to see one, 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 yeah. one, 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 one. And you're like, wait, wait. Yeah. It's not just me. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's not just me because that's the thing about shame, right? Shame loves for you to think that it's just you. Shame is like, it's just me and you. You're all by yourself. Nobody could possibly understand. But the only way to shake shame is to give voice to it. The moment you put a one in the comments and you see thousands of other ones, you're like, oh, wait, okay, so, and then I'll get even more granular. I'm like, who had an issue this month? 
put a two in the comments, two, 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 and you're like, oh, who had an issue that cost more than a thousand dollars? Because I want people to see, like, even in your like minutia of like, oh, well, it's different because I have two kids. Well, so does she. Well, it's different because I'm unemployed. Well, so are they. Yeah. And you're like, oh, because once you can drop the I'm alone in this, then yes. we can start working on now collectively we could work together to fix it. That's always been my aim and, you know, why I started the Budgetista, because as I was navigating my own financial journey and struggling, I thought to myself, this is really lonely. I can't be the only person out here. And I promised myself, I always promised myself this. And to me, this is a true mark of a teacher that I promised myself, if I can learn it, I will teach it. Yes. You know, that's yes. always a promise that I've made. I feel like that that is one of the, like, I think people are called to be certain things, some people, right? And I know since I was a little girl, I knew that I was called to be a teacher and that I was certain things that I learned expressly because I'm supposed to then teach it. I'm not yes. here to keep any of those things to myself. And so sometimes when I'm going through a thing, I'm like, okay, God must really want me <laughs> to teach this thing because I'm learning it the hard way. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So in your 10 step process, the first one is to build your budget. And we actually talked about this in a past episode. We talked about different budgeting things and ways. So I want to go to step two, which so many people struggle with. And I think is a really good focus as we navigate a time of year where people are spending a lot, but also a time of year where people are looking forward for next year with intention or goals or resolutions, whatever that is. And that's saving. And I think it's so hard to start to think about like, what do I need to save? How do I save? And in your book, Made Whole, you talk about how to calculate your savings goal number. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think for so many people, the idea of savings even feels daunting or it feels like it's too small. It's not enough. It's not even making a dent into what the goal is. So let's walk through that. Well, first, when you're first thinking about saving, I want you to especially if you if you have very little to save, don't worry about the number at first. We're just we're just practicing habit. So it's like when you first start working out, like, let's be real, like I'm going to run three miles maybe today and then we'll see you in three months because you're not, yeah. you know. Yeah. So in the beginning, it's like, I just need you to go outside and walk around the block. We're just practicing saying I am the type of person that gets up, puts on my shoes and I move my body. We just have to get let's get that under control. That might take you six months of just I take a walk every day. You know, and then once you become that kind of person that I save, so it could be just a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. It's actually not about the amount. You're retraining your your mind to say, I'm actually a saver. The amount doesn't matter. I'm the type of person that saves. And then once you get there, then you can start asking yourself, what's the things I'm wanting to save for? So when you first start saving, it's easier to have a specific goal in mind. I want to go on vacation. I want to buy a house. I want to get winter clothes, whatever it is. So deciding what that thing is that you're wanting, how long before you want to get that thing. So let's just say the thing you're wanting is going to cost a thousand dollars, right? It's a plane ticket to Bora Bora, right? And you're like, I would really love to buy this plane ticket in 10 months. So the math is easy. It's a thousand dollars divided by those 10 months. So the goal is to try to save as close to or over $100 a month to get to that thing. So that way every month, you know, you're not thinking about the big number of a thousand. You're really just like, okay, what do I need to do to get to a hundred dollars saved this month? You know, and there might be some month where you're able to do 200. That's great because there might be a month you're only able to do 50. And so you're able to like offset. I think the key is, and when it comes to savings is to 
mimic the way squirrels save. So I live on the East Coast and right yeah. now it's fall slash winterish, right? And so there's so many acorns on the ground and the squirrels are going crazy. And so because squirrels understand that abundance comes around seasonally yep. and they work the hardest and save the most during abundant times. Human yeah. beings are the opposite. We're like, ooh, yeah, child, it's good times over here. I'm gonna chill because I can relax. Money is flowing. Right during the pandemic, so many people had like these pop up businesses where it was flowing, and yep. that's when they were relaxing and spending the most. The opposite of squirrels, because yep. squirrels understand that winter comes eventually. Right, typically at the tail end of a high season. Like if you've yep. been business long enough, you know, yep. right? All of us who during the pandemic, who our businesses shot up, we were all like, okay, let me stack some of this money because I know yes. that there might be a slow season coming and because yep. not through any fault of your own, that's yep. just finances are seasonal. So I want you to think about that too, that you gotten yourself a raise, you got a new job, maybe you sold a house, something, money is in abundance in this moment. Well, this is when you want to lean in to maximize as much of that money as possible that you can pull out and also save more than you normally would percentage wise, because that money is not just for the fall and spring of your financial life. It is also to pay for when the winter comes. So if you understand that, then like, okay, this is a season. It's not always going to be financial winter, but it neither will it always be financial summer and spring. And so keeping that in mind, like doing that savings math, but also understanding that I'm going to save like a squirrel, those two things will change your, your saving life. Oh, I remember when I was basically thrown off the deep end in learning this as a wedding photographer in Wisconsin. So it was like I would shoot weddings for six months out of the year and then not do a single thing for six months. And I was so thankful I saved because then I could relax in that slower season instead of feeling like stressed and frantic. But I think so many entrepreneurs don't recognize too, like there's such seasonality no matter what business you're in. And so I love this advice because I think it's beautiful that like in the abundance, it's like this beautiful opportunity to save more so that you're not in crisis when things slow down, not if, when, right? When? We know this. Yes. We know I don't care this. how big. Remember Sears? What? I grew yeah. up on Sears. We're Sears. Yeah. They're you gone. know, like Lord and Taylor. Yeah. I mean, I got my prom dress from Lord and Taylor. Where's Lord and Taylor? So yeah. these huge conglomerates are not here yeah. because they had their financial winter and they weren't able to weather the storm. So you have to ask yourself, you're never going to be exempt from rough times. It's not because you're bad or you did anything wrong. It's just life. Yeah. Like life is seasonal. And so yep. once you understand that in your personal financial life, and if you have a business that once you acknowledge like, oh, times are good, they won't always be good. Or times are bad, they won't always be bad. That like once you acknowledge that up or down, like the key is, is that I want you to be okay either way. And that's what Made Whole is really all about that. No matter the up or the down, because you know how to navigate it, you're going to be okay either way. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Step three is dig out of debt, which you spoke about when you shared your story about being $35,000 in debt. So everyone just needs to listen to all of Tiffany's content on the Gold Digger podcast. But I want to skip to step number five, which is increase your income. Now, our audience is primarily business owners. What should they be thinking about as we enter into this new year? Like, of course, increasing your income, that sounds amazing. But like, what things should be the focus when we think of that as the ultimate goal? Like, what are the pillars? What are the steps? What should be in that frame? 
So this is where I am now because I have to pivot, 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 pivot. Yeah. <laughs> because business that worked before is not working now. Yeah. You know, 2023 was a like we were still in the black, but I'm used to being like midnight in the black. And I was like barely lowercase black <laughs> this year. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? You know, and so 2023 was a a rough financial year. The customer changed, expectations changed, people are tightening up. And so thankfully, I'm the queen of the pre-pivot, meaning that like when things are good, that's when I start to look ahead and say, well, if they weren't, what will we yeah. do? And yeah. we start to put things in place. And so one of the best things you can do to make more money. So I did this with my, I have an online school called the Literature Academy and subscriptions really took a hit this year. But this year we did a really good job of going deep versus wide. One, yes. we like refreshed yes. all of our courses because yep. I wanted to make the people who were already paying happy. Yes. Stay. Amen. Amen. So that was, that was it. Right. So it was like, so our churn rate went from like, I don't know, maybe like above 10% to yep. under 7%. Yep. So one of the best ways to make money is to retain customers. Yes. You actually don't have to go out and get as many people if you keep the people you have. So that was yep. one. Two, we looked at all of our expenses with literally I have a magnifying glass. I'm so extra with a <laughs> magnifying glass. <laughs> and I was like, do we need to spend that? Like I have an awesome CEO. I mean, something as simple as we already use Slack. Can we pay for it for the year instead of monthly to save that 20%? Yep. So she took us, she lowered our expenses by a third you know, I didn't realize how much money we we're wasting on like, well, this is not really bringing a return and we can actually use a less expensive version of this and we can a third. Yeah. And so that, although it, we didn't quote unquote make more, we made more Yeah, because yeah. we kept more people, we reduced our expenses. And so that was two. And then three, I, we had to ask ourselves like, I only know what I know. And I tell this to Tamara, my CEO of my online school all the time. And that in order for us to do something different, we have to interject new ways of thinking. And so I started to just reach out to all of my friends in the subscription space just to be like, what are you up to? What's going on? Because I need to interject new ideas into like, oh, well, maybe we can bring my online school into colleges. Oh, maybe we can connect with organizations that are looking for it and we can white label. I never thought about that. I think Rory gave me that idea yeah. when we were at Author for Author. Yeah. Maybe... So that's really critical that scaling and if you have tapped out kind of like what your brain knows, you have to interject new ways of thinking. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. You know, like Jenna might say something. You're like, wait, I never thought about that. You know, maybe it's masterminding. You know, if you don't have a group of friends who have businesses, sometimes I just will ask even like my regular friends, yeah. what subscriptions do you use? Why do you use them? What's yeah. so great about it? Yeah. You know, so you have to interject something new in order to say, you can still be in the same core business. Like I am in the same core business for the last 15 years is I teach financial education, but then I have books. I have my podcast, Brown Ambition. I have my online school. I have my community, which I'm on. It's the same core business done yep. 15 different ways because of new knowledge being injected. And even now I'm pivoting with the budget needs to because Something that we're really good at is that we have really an amazing trust with my audience. And so they share a lot of information. I do a lot of surveys with them and we use them internally so we can like create the next product or service that they're going to need. Yeah. But I was telling a friend of mine, I was like, oh, I have the survey here. I've got a hundred thousand people responded. He was like, wait, wait, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, I have a survey. A hundred thousand people responded. So I think they want, he was like, Tiffany, there's going to be companies that would like to know what are the thoughts of women in finance and what they're wanting. 
And I was like, you think? He was like, Tiffany, yes. <laughs> Who doesn't want to know what 100,000 women spending money want their money to go toward? So I never thought about that. So now I'm thinking, can I provide insights for companies who want to know what my audience is thinking and feeling when it comes to spending money? Yeah. That's not something, I mean, I teach financial education and I've been collecting insights for 15 years yeah. for our own internal. And now that one little piece made me say, huh, I never thought about that, yeah. you know? And so that's what it looks like. It's like, you have to interject something new, you know, especially now with, with you know, what worked before is not going to work now. I don't care how successful. Netflix started off with delivering DVDs. They just recently, the last month, delivered their last DVD. Ah! You know? And so yeah. now, because imagine if Netflix said, DVDs work. We're going to stick yeah. with DVDs. Yes. Okay, Blockbuster. Yes. Like, yes. you know, like, so that's what I say. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. 
Oh, I love that. And one thing that I think is so important that you touched on, and I actually just did an episode about this of like, you don't need more offers. You got to go deeper and not wider. And I think so many entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs because we're excitable and we're always looking for something new. And I feel like when you really look at numbers, a lot of times Pareto's principle is at play, right? Where it's like 80% of our results are coming from 20% of our offers or efforts. And I have not created a new offer in four years, like not a single new offer. But as you said, you've got to figure out different ways to get that offer out there or to optimize it or to energize it or whatever that is. And so I love that philosophy of like, it's not necessarily about doing more. It's about being more intentional. And I think that that's so powerful for people, because especially as we look into the new year, I think it's so easy to get excited about like this new idea and to put all your time and energy and effort. But like you probably already have something really good that yes. could just be made better. Because mm-hmm. everybody in the world has not heard. Because sometimes you think you're like, everybody knows. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's seven yeah. billion people. <laughs> yes. How no, they don't. <laughs> they don't. No, you know, they just don't. when I think to myself, like. Like, so my Gicker with Money has sold nearly 300,000 copies. Yeah. And just when I'm like, oh my gosh, we tapped out the audience. Yeah. It's still selling about a thousand copies a week. Yeah. I'm Which like, is who is buying this book? Yes. Like, isn't there, there's an album, I forget who's, I don't know if it was Michael Jackson's album or the Beatles or whatever. It's never left the Billboard charts. It's been on like top 100. Who is still buying the Beatles after all these yeah. years? I promise you, you're not a beetle. You have yeah. not tapped out your audience. People do not know about your offer. There's more people to, to explore. And so oh just keeping God. that in mind that like, I'm not a beetle. Yeah. There are literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that if they knew about my thing, would likely buy it, continue to go deep versus wide. So yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to give people a teaser, but then I'm going to skip to the next one I want to talk about. So we talked about increasing your income. Then we're going to talk about investing like an insider, get good with insurance, Now, then it's get rich-ish, but I want to skip to number nine, which I know I'm kind of skipping to the end, but pick your money team. This is something that has been so hard for me, even in navigating over a decade of entrepreneurship. I feel like I'm still figuring out like, what is my money team? Who's on it? What does it look like? So what is a money team? And what can somebody that's listening to this do to create a money team moving into the new year? So your money team are the people on your team that are affected by or affect your financial choices. So you might have children, you might have a spouse or a partner, you might have a business. And so for me as a, you know, as a businesswoman, my money team consists, I have a CFO, you know, I have also like a director of my smaller company because I don't need a whole CFO there. I have what I call my big accountant who like at the end looks at like my personal stuff, but also the business stuff. I also have a financial advisor, you know, so you don't necessarily need all this. I'm just sharing like who's on the team. And in that chapter, I break down like five or six potential money team folks and the steps are not go get them. It's just, I want you to know what they do, how you'd find them and what hiring one would kind of look like. Just so if you think to yourself, I want a financial advisor, do I need one? Well, if you did, you I want you to know that there are financial advisors that are fee-based or fee-only. You know, there are financial advisors that are CFPs, which are my favorite. That's the gold standard. These are certified financial planners. Financial advisors is like saying I'm a teacher. A certified financial planner is I'm a professor. So a professor is a teacher, but it's the next level, right? 
And so like, so I like a fee only CFP, right? And so that means that they're only paid by you. That's how you remember that. Because a fee-based, somebody might say, okay, so Jenna, you pay me, but also I'm going to sell you this insurance and the insurance company low key is going to pay me too. So then it's like, well... Who are you telling me the right thing? Yeah. Yes. 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 You know, who you look, my dad would say he who pays the piper determines the tune. Yeah. So it's like, well, like if you're young, like whoever pays the DJ, you get to tell the DJ what to play. Yeah. So if like the insurance company is paying the DJ, they're going to play their records. Yeah. Versus like if you're only being paid by me, then I know that like I'm not worried about, you know, the things that you might recommend because you don't get any kickbacks, basically. And so it's really important for things, especially as business owners. So when I went from being a sole proprietor LLC to an S Corp, that's not a decision you make by yourself. You know, I had to say, hey, accountant, what does that mean for taxes? You know, and then I have an attorney, you know, that's also potentially part of your money team. It's, hey, attorney, what does that mean for, you know, what does that mean for everything else that I'm doing? Like, what are my liabilities? You know, and then I'm also asking my CFO, hey, CFO, what does that mean for the company if we do that? And then lastly, what I like to have my own CFP, my own financial advisor, hey, CFP, what does that mean for Tiffany? So at one point we were considering going from an S Corp to a C Corp. You know, this is basically the ways that your companies are taxed. So when you're a sole proprietor, that means that like you are self-employed. You don't work for anyone. And under $100,000 a year, that typically is fine because, you know, your self-employment tax is around 30% or whatever. So if you're only making like, you know, $10,000, $20,000 your first year, okay. But once you start to make over six figures and you're paying 30% in self-employment tax, depending on what your money team said, it might be wise to go to an S-corp because- then you're no longer self-employed. You actually are an employee of your company. So you can drop that self-employment tax and you still pay taxes, but not that, you know? So it's like, okay, but those decisions, you see, like if you don't have a team, you can make choices that are not wise. And and I did that. And I tell you, it cost me seven figures. And Mm -hmm. there was a year where I was just running rogue. And so I finally got a really good accountant who helped me to get, I mean, the IRS was like, so next on the audit list is Tiffany. I was like, wait, (laughs) hold on. Yeah, she cleaned this all the way up. But so um, that's what I say, like your financial team is so critical. So when I, it is hands down, I don't care who you hire in your business. To me, the most important hire in any business is going to be your financial team, because I don't care how big you are, you will be tanked by the IRS and taxes. I don't care how amazing you are, you will be tanked if you cannot pay your employees on time. You know what I mean? So that financial team is critical. And so, and it takes a while to find really great people. I'm like, I just switched out somebody a few weeks ago because it wasn't working out and it's too expensive to have the wrong person on my team. So just keeping that in mind that like, you know, you want to have team, you want to have people on the team that have vested interests in different places, business vested interests. If you have a business, your own personal vested interest, if you have that, you know, your, your legal vested interest and this larger financial vested interest. I love when my team, cause one, it's like all women. So it's amazing. 
You know, I'm like, hey, George, hey, Anjali, hey, Jolene. Hey, you know, I love it. We're all yes. just all the women just smiling like, oh, my God. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love this, too, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't think about this from the beginning. I mean, most of us wouldn't. And so if somebody's listening and they're brand new, just kind of think about slowly building over time. But if you yeah. are someone with an established business and you don't have a money team, this is your invitation to call in the right people for you to help guide you on your next steps. And I know for me over the pandemic, I actually was coordinating phone calls with all of those people that you were listing mm -hmm. to everyone get on one Zoom and yes. argue your point because someone was yes. saying, you need this life insurance. And then the next person was saying, but you don't need it because you have this. And then the next person was saying, but you should invest here. And then the next person was saying, you're 401ks. And so I was like, you guys all get together yes. and duke it out for the cause of understanding the bigger picture because yes. I don't want to be an expert in it. I don't yep. need to be an expert in it if I get the right people in there. But I think that a lot of times we have people so siloed off when it comes to money that the bigger picture gets lost or you miss out on advantages that you could take or you get penalized for things that you shouldn't. And so if there is a way for even if your money team is just your accountants, connecting with them and talking yes. about this is the goal, this is the vision. And that has been like a huge pain point for huge. so many entrepreneurs. Yes. All, I mean, now it's to the point where they talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, and you know, I'll just be on want. the email just reading. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Anjali made a good point there. Yeah. If we make that decision, it's good for the company, but not so great for Tiffany's part. Yes. Yes. You know? So like so, build yeah. in those communications. Don't let your financial team be siloed. I think that's like the biggest piece of advice I can give people is like, encourage them to connect and remind them of the bigger picture or the ultimate goal, because it's going to take you in different directions. But you could be getting advice that seems really well-intentioned from one person, but it might be negatively impacting. So I would just, that's my soapbox on that. But I just love the money team idea too, because I think, again, if we go back to the very beginning of that, like isolation and that secrecy and like shame and all the different emotions we feel around money. When you have people on your team that you trust, I feel like it really bolsters confidence in you and your decisions that you're making around money. And I think that can really shift the energy. And plus too, you'll get to find out because you're, to your point, Jenna, you don't want to be an expert in those things. Yeah. So sometimes I won't notice that someone might be deficient in the skill set. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, girl, I didn't go to accountant school. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. You, you know, but this. then you have your 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 attorney who works with accountants all the time, your CFO that works with accountants all the time, yeah. your financial advisor. And they're like, can we talk to you in the room for a yes. minute? Yeah. Uh, that's not how you do that. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. So yes. even that, it keeps everyone like on the In up check. and up. And I'm like, good to know, because that is not my expertise, but that's y'all's expertise. So that's definitely has happened before where I had to get called to the carpet. It's like, no, you love her. She's great hugs, kisses, yeah. send her cookies on Christmas, but there's an error in your taxes. And that's why you owed more than you thought you did. You know, yeah. like, okay. Ooh. So oh. having, it's a checks and balances that yes. your provides too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Tiffany, this episode was so good. And we only covered three of the main points that are inside of your book. So give listeners kind of a peek of what they can get when they get made whole. Give us kind of more insight because we literally just scratched the surface. So you're also going to get like, I, I know the teacher in me understands that you might feel overwhelmed by the work. So I have these quick starts also in Made Whole where it's like, okay, you don't feel like doing this whole step right now. Do this one small thing to quick start the step and come back to it later. And this one small thing will transform your understanding of this component of Made Whole. 
you know, so that's something that I added to it. And and lastly, I also added these really beautiful in real life. I call them IRL stories. So people who read the initial like textbook, Get Good With Money, I asked them, you know, how did this book help you? Because I'm writing the companion book. And then I included them in each chapter because sometimes you just need that extra. I don't think I can do it. So to read someone's story that did the step that you're currently reading and it was hard for them too, but they saw their way through and you get to hear kind of like their hero's journey of that step. I wanted to make sure to add that in as well. I'm just really proud. It's a, it's a hardcover workbook. I made sure that Penguin, my publisher made it wide so it can lay open on its own. You know, that was really important to me. So you could do work in it. And like I said, you can also be invited to all my communities, which are free and find your safe space as you work through this. You're never alone unless you want to be. Oh, Tiffany, where can everybody find your book, connect with you, learn more about your community and all your offerings? Give us all the places. So I am the budget Nista on all the social platforms. My favorite is probably Instagram right about now. And thebudgetnista.com is my site where everything is there. But also if you want to get made whole, you can go to madewholeworkbook.com. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Thank you for just sharing your insights, your knowledge, your excitement around this topic. I have loved learning from you over the years, and I feel like this won't be the last time we'll hear from you. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you for having me on as usual. You are the best. Look at us go. I absolutely adore Tiffany. She is just so stinking smart. And I love learning from her. I love how practical she breaks things down, especially on a scary topic like money. I hope today's conversation inspired you to get good with money once and for all. And if you need help, I know the perfect leader with some amazing books waiting for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. 
Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash golddigger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.